welcome to another edition of Michael L. Craver Presents. Just riding down the road. We had a morning walk, looking at the lay of the land, thinking to myself, hey, comparisons. Sounds like my favorite act. Comparison Ford in the new Indiana Jones. Look, we got <laughs> folks everywhere <laughs> making these false dilemmas. Oh, you know, if you get the vaccine, you still spread the virus. Don't make no sense. That's right. If you wear a seatbelt, you can still get into an automobile accident. It's just designed to help save your life. It's not designed to prevent the accident. Those of you who are getting this wrong, well, I feel for you. Not like in the dark like Marco Polo, but I feel for you. And it's just so strange to watch it play out like it does because you have all these theories about what population control and what population control you would intentionally give people something designed to increase the population to maintain the population no no like uh you know what's the point i'll give it so i it's my medical history so i'll be more than happy to share this with you because it's not a violation of a, the hipaa anybody know how to spell that h-i-p-a-a hipaa anyway um, my medical history, uh, involves, well, let me just ask me the question. You're allergic to anything? When I was younger, we used to say bee stings, but as I've gotten older, it didn't bother me, uh, the way that we thought it did. Um, major surgery. Well, I've, I've had wisdom to do surgery, uh, twice. Is it once? Is it twice? Anyway, oral surgery. Um. That's the only other way I've had some person, it was a man, uh, invade my body. A man invaded me orally. And, you know, he, he did some work, took a few teeth out. Now, when you ask for, like, my uh, vaccination records, well, I, I couldn't tell you if my hepatitis and tetanus and all that stuff is up to date. The last time I went, they offered me a booster, so it must not be. Uh, and of course, I was like, is it free? Yeah. Slap it in my arm. Don't care. Those of you who are weak-minded, you got that attitude. Oh, if they put that in me, it could compromise my, what, your nervous system, immune system. We don't know the side effects. <laughs> it's funny to feel that statement's power. People who will sit on the sidelines their entire life are always concerned about the side effects. <laughs> get up and get in the game! This old bit by Doug Stanhope, he talks about uh, having a fever blister. He tells the lady, the one on his lip matches the one in his genitals. And essentially says, you know, get the hell out of here, lady. You know, I'll put the clip in. So, you know, I got a little sore on my lip right there to match the one that broke out on my dick from this stress. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you know what? I, I, I was a player, not a fucking spectator in this life, honey. You look at a herpes like a skateboarder looks at a skin knee when you play long enough. Ain't that big a fucking deal. And I ain't that Indian anymore. I'm an old man and don't give a shit. Anyway, let's move on.
But that's how adventurous people look at their life. You know, they were a player in this life. Exactly. Stop sitting on the sidelines, crying the blues, looking, oh, if I take the vaccine. You know, if you are in the healthcare industry or any other industry and they require you to have a hepatitis, measles, all of that fancy stuff, and I don't, there's a ton of them, right? All the vaccines are piled onto each other. So, <laughs> the reason you don't have the measles and stuff like that is because they actually have a cure. Have a vaccination that prevents you from ever being able to get it. Now they're still trying to capture lightning in a bottle with COVID, so they don't have it, right? They haven't figured out the the magic Da Vinci code of being able to throw that Discovery Channel deadliest catch fisherman's net out there and just catch the COVID. So currently, it is designed to prevent, at least that was the idea, to prevent you from getting the disease. Now that there's a new strain of the disease, it's not the same because it's not designed to catch that strain. Where are you guys missing this? Well, I covered the wide end and the tight end and the wide receiver and the running back ran right out the middle. That's right. It's a different player and you don't have coverage for it. It's just not complex. It's not that complex. In hell. I was ready for all the odd numbers they threw at me. Even one got through. Yes, it's nature's game of Red Rover. They're going to send one right over. Sometimes he's going to break through the chain, the DNA, the immune efficiency that you thought you had. Thought we had SARS all wrapped up. Well, COVID is SARS 2, whatever variation, right? This idea that everybody has that, like, no, man, you should be able to push a button. You ever watch Robocop? You got the board game that's the extension of Battleship called Nukem. <laughs> Red alert. Red alert. Red alert. You crossed my line of death. You haven't dismantled your MX stockpile. Pakistan is threatening my border. That's it, Buster. No more military aid. Nukem. Get them before they get you. Another quality home game from Butler Brothers. Get them before they get you. Nukem. You know, <laughs> like I just love the, the outrageous, the atrocity, the idea behind that commercial and RoboCop being an exaggerated future, right, is that it would never get to that. Like, this is the most outrageous thing. It's like they had the oversized Lexus or whatever. And so, and so I look at those things and then I go, wow! People watch or they listen or they read Orson Welles' 1984 and they go, wow. And Ray Bradbury's Fahrenheit 451, where they're going to burn all the books. Or I think Christian Bale is in the alteration of that, where they have the movie called Equilibrium. Decent movie. Um, I mean, this is a very common thing. People come up with these outrageous futures, these outrageous ideas, and then very much life imitates art, imitates life, you know, you work yourself into a shoot, wrestling terminology, whatever. But you're you're running around in this world where you cannot push a button and get rid of COVID, and certainly it keeps adapting. 
there's human beings behind these organizations like the Taliban and Al-Qaeda and, you know, morphed out of the, those of you who are not aware of this, the Mujahideen soldiers. What do we do? Much like the Wuhan lab, we gave it money. So the Mujahideen soldiers in Afghanistan were a, a resistance group. And the Soviets forever tried to expand the Soviet Union, came into Afghanistan. This is one. Rambo 3 is such a, a beautiful movie when it's pulled out and put into context. Because uh, the Americans go to help the resistance fight the Soviets, and they're trying to give them money, and give them weapons, and give them medicine, right, but as many things happen over time, they mutate, and so the money, and the tanks, and the ideas, and those, you know, they had radical ideas, they changed their minds, and decided they wanted to point their guns, and their focus at America, and attempted to bomb the World Trade Center in, what, 93? Uh, well, successfully uh, had an attempt at the World Trade Center. Didn't bring it down. We all know about September 11th. Attack on USS Cole and all the major, right? And so in Rambo 3, he goes over there and he's talking to the village because he's... The premise of the movie, and I think I've talked about this before, is that the Americans go to help, but then the Soviets capture the American aid, imprison them. Oh, now we're, you know, we gotta go raise the red, white, and blue, and Uncle Sam's gotta kick ass and get the POWs back. Okay. Well, Rambo goes over there, because they've captured his colonel, his, you know, his longtime friend, and he seeks the help of the Mujahideen soldiers. Rambo teams up with the Taliban. That is what happens in the movie. The alternate ending is actually the end of the Rambo series, and he stays and keeps fighting with the uh, the horseback resistance fighters in Afghanistan. Wait. Please don't go. My name is Basud. You must not judge us before you understand why we are not ready to help. Most of the Afghan people are very strong, and we are determined not to be driven from our land. Our children die of disease, mines, and poison gas, and the women are raped and killed. Last year in the valley of Legman, the next valley, 6,000 Afghans were killed. Pregnant women were cut with bayonets and their babies thrown into the fires. This is done so they will not have to fight the next generation of Afghans. Yet nobody sees anything or reads anything in the papers. What you see here are the Mujahideen soldiers, holy warriors. To us, this war is a holy war. And there is no true death for the Mujahideen because we have taken our last rights and we consider ourselves dead already. To us, death for our land and God is an honor. So, my friend, 
What we must do is to stop this killing of our women and children. If getting this man free, so he can return to the free world and tell what happens here is necessary, then of course we will help. Leave us now, so we may speak among ourselves and find the best way to free this man. Thank you. We thank you. But you can see the story behind that where it mutates. So you had good intentions, just like they put money into these Chinese labs for research and this and that. And it turns out, like you know, one of these horror movies, these dramas, that you know the lab develops the mutated strain of SARS, and now it's out. Now you got COVID everywhere. I just can't, <laughs> for the life of me, it's very hard because public education is mostly free. It's very hard for me to look at things in a lens that is fogged up. I'll find this clip from Ronald Reagan talking about university protesters put it in here those people told you for days in advance that if the university sought to go ahead with that construction they were going to physically destroy the university the now why did you negotiate many times negotiate what is to negotiate what is what well, university just... is a public institution that's right but the university the, its own community and for the community of berkeley that live around all it. of it began the first time some of you who know better and are old enough to know better let young people think that they had the right to choose the laws they would obey as long as they were doing it in the name of social protest and what's important about that is it, it's all about the leadership. It's all about the role models, teachers, or radical people, people who can't do the teach. Well, now you found that in many cases that is not only true, but it's toxically true. Oh, I never could get out in the world and make any change, but you know what I'll do? I'll go run over to these underdeveloped folks. Well, underdeveloped is the wrong word. That sounds like they're finished and they can't develop. They're going to run into a classroom where people are still in development and avert changes, change the structure of what's going on. You run onto a job site in the middle of the night and you start hacksawing stuff and weakening the structure. Well, eventually that is not going to last as long as structures with a maintained core. And if I go into your house and start sewing down all the foundation uh, beams, or I start going in and cutting all the trusses underneath the roof, eventually the roof is going to weaken and it's going to, just like these young minds do. You teach them these fallible, just failed ideas as if history will not repeat itself. And it will. 
And now you got these kids, these people who run around and go, no, I had it all figured out by the age of 12. I've been living on the streets and doing whatever you're doing. And tell us, I'm not taking this. I'm not doing that. And we go, oh, here's a citation for not wearing a helmet while you're riding your bike. What do you mean? Why I got to wear a helmet? We're doing that to protect you because we know if you get in a bike accident, we don't want you to be, you know, a watermelon on a cheese grater as your head slides down the road. I'm not looking to make it. I'm mean, from the Carolinas, right? So there's, from what I know of our popular parts of the world, we have vinegar-based coleslaw and ketchup-based coleslaw. So you have red slaw and regular slaw. Um, we don't want you make coleslaw with your head on the pavement. So we tell you to put a helmet on. And we pass a law, make it a crime to put a helmet on. Or not to put a helmet on. Or a citation is, I guess you would call that a, uh, that's a summons, isn't it? But anyway, as I'm, I'm recording this going through traffic, so you can cut me a break from multitasking as I'm talking about people who, who cannot think in layers. And I'm cannibalizing my own material. Um, you know, you look at that and you go, oh, oh, yeah, that, well, I mean, that's a good idea. You put a helmet on and it'll help prolong your life. And you know what else that does? What does it do, Michael? Well, it keeps that guy who, ironically, I just said turned himself into coleslaw. <laughs> it keeps that new vegetable off of, or would be vegetable off of the books. He's not down at the hospital living his life, what's left of it, as a vegetable and running up this gigantic uncompromising you know, impossible health care bill. That is the fundamental problem that most people have when you're trying to argue back and forth about vaccinations, safety measures, COVID. Why don't you let the guy down at your local box store. He works at the Lowe's. He works at the Home Depot. He works at the Hobby Lobby. He works wherever. And we stack things on higher shelves. So he's going to use a forklift. He's going to use a sky lift. He's going to go grab stuff. Why does he need to be buckled in? Why does he need to have a safety harness? Why does the guy who goes down to the rock climbing place have to wear a safety harness? Because of their insurance. Ho oh, ho! Liability financial responsibility if he falls and turns into Gallagher's victim but guess who pays the bill we all pay the bill because they turn it in on their insurance they raise the prices because some asshole didn't hook up his safety harness or that guy just wasn't strong enough to hold on and that's ultimately what it comes down to folks the virus can beat you. As they say in sports, that's why you play the game. Because the underdog can beat the number one seed. And when you fall victim to COVID or falling off a ladder, you don't put your helmet on on your bike. You name the situation. You have now run up your health care bills. Who pays for those? Everybody with health care insurance, and especially in a world with government-aided health care. Now we all pay. We're all paying. Hospitals going to charge us all more money because some fool 
ran up a bill he couldn't pay. So who pays for it? Just like shoplifting, we all pay for it. That's why you do things safely. You don't want to get vaccinated. That's fine. Take your own safety measures and stay the fuck away from everybody. There's no problem with that. Well, I don't want to ride a bike without a helmet. Go do it out in the desert, but it's not a fucking road and you're not subject to traffic laws. Fine, do it. There are places and ways for you to scheme and get around the system. But if you're operating within the system and they set up safety measures and rules for financial responsibility, for liability, well, if you want to be some rich, crazy fool who's willing to put down some quarter million dollar down payment and say, I don't want the vaccine. Here's my down payment on whatever might happen with COVID. And at some point in time, can I collect that back? Maybe just a little bit at a time. Yeah, go for it. I don't care. But is anything else? We can't like loan you a ton of money against a house that you don't have any collateral for. There's nothing, nothing that speaks up and says you will survive. No, I won't be the one to run up $4 million in hospital costs on a respirator in six weeks and says what? So what do we do to protect ourselves? We tell you to get vaccinated. We tell you to stay the hell away from everybody, wear a mask. Why? Not to impend doom and take away your rights. It's done so that we all live underneath the same financial umbrella. And so when you go bitching about Trump's crazy ass wall, Biden's wild infrastructure, all of the things that are running up the credit card debt. You're doing the same thing with your body when you're not protecting yourself. Oh, we don't know the side effects. Oh, uh, hold on. I can't hear you from the bench over there. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I love ibuprofen. My wife loves the Viagra. My son's got diabetes, so I stab his ass with an EpiPen when something goes wrong. We enjoy all those fine products from the same people who made the vaccine. Uh, but, uh, what? What? How many times have you looked across the table from somebody and talked about addiction and opioids? All of those things are made by the same pharmaceutical companies. We've settled lawsuits against them. But we all know there's still long-term side effects that we find out consistently. Uh-uh, I will not take that vaccine. Hey, is that the new Lexus? Give me that new Lexus over there. And you go right off the lot and your car depreciates. And then what happens? You run into trouble. And what do they have? A recall. Well, it's all right to do it with my car. Is it? Why? Because they're footing the bill? What if you were footing the bill? What if we made you pay for the bullshit that happens to your car after you drive it off the lot? Because you decided to buy a new model. And the new model is going to inevitably run into problems because you can't test a brand new car for 10 years and then take it to market. You'll never get your money back from R&D. Well, now, that's not fair. How does that apply to the vaccine? And the, the, Well, I'll tell you why. Because you may have health care insurance. The health care providers came out at one point. And I, I haven't followed this as close as I should to be saying this on the record. There was an article I saw at one point that said healthcare providers will no longer cover COVID-related hospital events if you do not take the vaccine. Now think about that. 
you decide, I ain't getting vaccinated. Then you get the COVID. Then you go to the hospital. And your insurance denies you. Now, are you the superb asshole? Because you're like, well, healthcare debt doesn't even go against your credit. So I can still do what I want. It goes against everything that's going to happen from then on from in your community. If all of you assholes don't pay the hospital, they lay off the nurses. What does that do to the job market where you live? What does that do to the economy where you live? You feel better about that? You feel better about shoplifting? Because that's all you're doing. It's an elevated form of white-collar crime. I don't look at that as embezzlement because you don't work on the inside. It's white-collar crime. You knew better and you still did it. And it's so strange because you're not actively like stealing from the hospital, but you are putting everybody's future at risk. Not because of COVID. Take that argument and throw it out the window. You're putting everybody's future at risk because you are willing, like your friend Sleepy Joe, to go and run up the bar tab that you cannot pay. Now, what happens to the bar when they can't pay their bills? Oh, it's all right. The government will bail them out. Where's that money going to come from? And then you want to bitch about schools and infrastructure and whatever. When they start printing money and doing all this stuff, it makes everything else more expensive. This, this life, this disciplined life that you've been living, where there were safety measures and where people acted like they had some kind of uh, you know, responsibility, that all goes away. It psychologically tumbles into this world of every man for himself. And that's this whole thing you got now. People running around with ad campaigns. Everything's got to be about these wild folks who've been deprived. My, my group hasn't seen their day in the sunlight. All right, Andy Warhol, here's your 15 minutes of fame. Because that's all you're looking for. It really is. People who live a quiet life and mind themselves to a life of servitude, the members of a community, they're not seeking the vanity of what you're talking about. I'm not going to get vaccinated. I ain't wearing a mask on this plane. You throw me off the plane. Come on. What's the difference between you doing that and walking into the steakhouse without a jacket on? And the guy says, nope, here's the dress code. I ain't wearing no jacket. Good. Please exit. Because what you're looking at is are, are simple standards that people have come up with that they think protect them. The health department says you should wash your hands. It says you should cook chicken to 165 degrees. Beyond that, there's a series of regulations that are changed across the country. Some states allow you to do one. Another state might allow you not to do it. But... You look at it, things through this very selfish lens of how does it personally affect me? It's my body. It's our economy, asshole. You go running around wrecking cars without car insurance. It doesn't only affect you. It affects this other guy who didn't have money to replace his fucking car. Now he's screwed. He's not got a way to work. He might get fired. His kids are homeless. Now you've ruined the future of everything. Well, I just missed three or four credit card payments, and now there's all this interest, and I'll never pay it off. That's right. You can fall into 
quicksand with decisions like you're making. You will never swim out of that shit. It's a very simple process. I didn't know that injecting heroin was going to lead me to a life of crime and embarrassment. Bankruptcy. It ruined my whole family. Yeah, well, I can tell you what happens when you run up crazy-ass hospital bills and leave them to your family. And people who get COVID, by the way, this idea, and I haven't even interjected the medical side of this, the, this idea that, oh, it's all right, people get COVID and they live. And the whole idea behind the vaccine is that you don't die. It's like a seatbelt. doesn't prevent you from getting in an accident. It's designed as a life-saving measure. And if you are twisting that in any other way, you've got it wrong, my friend. You're breaking rule number three and being a motherfucker. Because what you're doing is lying or not understanding. And one or the other is the same to me. You're lying to yourself. You have the chance to get the right information. And you're running around with bullshit on your feet. Stop tracking that into my goddamn social media, my house, my economy. You're muddying the waters. The medical side of getting COVID is very ugly. Because people have a lot of long-term side effects. Many of them, you know, you think it's funny or something that they can't smell or they can't taste for a long period of time. There's a lot of underlying issues from COVID that have yet to be measured on a lifelong scale. People are more likely to have underdeveloped features. Oh, wait a minute now. What do you say underdeveloped? Because they, if they developed all the way, they can't be underdeveloped. Well, it's not necessarily true. So what you're looking at is folks who were healthy. They get hit with a debilitating disease. They get hit with COVID. They're on a respirator. They have a variety of other things that happen with their fever, their body. And it pushes their engine to the max, stretches it out. And not everything that gets stretched all the way out goes back and takes its natural shape again. You don't worry about being some kind of orifice. You worry about getting up and playing the game, right? Get your vaccine, get suited up, put on your safety gear, you get out there and run around and hit the world hard. Because if you catch COVID and then you suffer these undetermined lifelong side effects, it's far worse than what a chemically designed vaccine is going to give you. I'm telling you that and you're like, uh, why would I trust him? You don't have to trust me. Watch it happen. I can't tell you how many times in my life I've said something, I've made a statement, and then I just walk away, and I come back later, and I talked about this in other podcasts. I will allow you to do things your way, and I come back later, and I point at you and go, how'd that turn out? Oh, man, why didn't you say something, Michael? I didn't say anything, because... I let you do it 100% your way so that you could have 100% of the responsibility. From that responsibility comes all the glory 
for all the shame. And because you failed and I had zero input, I now can tell you that I had nothing to do with your failure. Well, you could have saved me. I could have saved you. You decided to climb Mount Everest and freeze your nuts off. And now it's my play? It's my responsibility? I'm supposed to have run up there and talked you out of it? I think that's what I'm doing right here. You're still out there doing all that stuff after I've said my piece. Well, maybe this was the missing piece of the puzzle. I just can't figure it out. The problem that people have not figured things out is they don't have good information or bad information. They just got information. These people live without a filter. They run around with these slogans. You're born good enough. Don't let people judge you. If people don't accept you the way you are, then to hell with them. Right. These same overlapping folks. I'd like to see that in one of these diagrams. Here's the folks who feel the need to have slogans to take themselves to the store, buy things, to accessorize their vanity. Maybe they need the right kind of phone, the right kind of filter, the right kind of car, whatever you might need for your costume to go out in the world. I'm a grown man, but I got 600 figures from Marvel and DC movies. I'm I'm very proud of being a comic book fan. Are you? Are you proud of going back to coloring books, you stupid motherfucker? Like, I don't That's right. I watch coloring book movies. I love them. Don't get me wrong. I love the moral aptitude of things like Man of Steel, written by Christopher Nolan, or his Batman trilogy. So it's good, you know, cinema. But if that is how you decorate your home. I'm wondering about you. The level of sophistication to me is just not there. You have the ability as you grow up to buy priceless works of art and all these other fine cultural items that are out in the world that you can collect, you can put on your wall. You can really do this motif of just life's journey. This is where I was. This is where I've been. Check it out. Or you can collect other people's color by numbers. They're, yeah, I don't care how cool you think it is. It's a stained glass thing of Iron Man, man. Come on, check it out. Tony Stark, woo! Now get the fuck out of here, Iron Man. My dad was watching that shit 40 years ago or whatever. I live by the, what do you, I just don't get it. Like you live in a fantasy world. That's the whole point of what I'm saying. I've laid all of that out to then tell you, oh, it might be okay. No, you live in a fantasy world. You watch movies that are all engineered by computers, or whatever. They're not shot on location with a camera, with dialogue, and you maybe put some music in or something. Like you live in this world of animation. And 
I cannot stress enough how when you live in a world without physics or budgets or consequences or any of those things, like it's very dangerous. It's dangerous for all of us. You might as well have Alzheimer's, dementia, any of these debilitating diseases. That they take away your ability to do things rationally. That's for the life of me, just cannot... I think that it's a lack of vision by the folks who were doing any of the role modeling. Well, I didn't know that telling him he could put a dress on until he was 14 years old was going to screw his life up. You didn't know that like letting him live outside the box was going to change how he perceived the world. You gave him free money until he was like 30 years old. What do you think his responsibility is financially? That money doesn't have any value to him. He did not have to exchange anything to get there. You're stuck in some crazy place like a movie and you got to put a dress on to sneak out of there. That's a different story. But actively trying to either fool yourself or deceive people, that's, that's cannibalism. You're destroying the way that you were born. You're destroying biology. And I don't expect anything different out of all of this. I, I forego expectations. Because when you start introducing biology into this stuff and go, oh, biology. Yes, you know, the engineering that happened to be able to have a vaccination and now you can fight various other things. You can take an Advil, an ibuprofen, a Tylenol with acetaminophen, and you can fight a headache. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's so strange to me that even the things we know are good for you. Protein eating beef, having... What, what do you got teeth for? He's vegan. Oh, I'm a vegan! Well, then pull all your teeth out. I Prove it to me. I want to check your uniform. Check your vegan card. Oh, I need my teeth to chew up the kale. <laughs> I just don't... Like, you're not going to find this less than humorous side of me when that's how we got to where we are. Nah, man, we ain't gonna be able to solve this with a vaccination. Oh, all right. But you run into these people and biology means nothing to them. That's right, you can just flip-flop between genders like you're changing out a light bulb. That, that's not, no, you can, what? That's not what the pathologist is gonna tell you. When you get run over by a tractor trailer and there ain't nothing to identify you but your DNA, I can promise you it will come back to the sex that was on your birth certificate. It does not change. Well, if I take enough hormones, you know what we, how we treat hormones and 
banned substances in the Olympics or anything that's a sport. You know, I talk about being a player and not sitting on the fucking sidelines. Those things get you disqualified. That's why we don't take banned substances or outside. You know, medicine is, is its own thing. But this idea that people, they recreationally want to play scientific games. And science does not negotiate like that. And it ultimately boils down to that. It's all these crazy fools who've got this idea that science can be manipulated in some shape, form, or fashion. No, man. It'll just go away. Herd immunity. Herd immunity. Is that right? When's the last time you saw some elephants come through here? Hmm? You talk about not being a sheep. But how are you going to talk about herd immunity? Think about that. Very strange. Very strange. I look at folks and I think about where we are and how far we've come. I want to be proud of the people around me. I want to be happy with my community and our responsibility and our choices to make life better with one another. Make life maybe a little bit easier for one another. Maybe not to burden other people with work, with financial responsibility. And yet, here I am, looking at all these folks who are running around thinking to themselves, they have no responsibility to everybody else. You let me worry about me. Yeah. We'll let the guy who's driving the gasoline truck drive around and he can worry about him. Who cares if he's driving drunk? Who cares if he's compromising everybody else with a mistake? It's, uh, it's an ugly world to think that people are so caught up in their feelings about individual freedoms and responsibilities and those kinds of things that they just don't see what's right in front of them. You have your statements, your credit cards, your wallet you pull out every day. Look at it, because that is ultimately what you need to be thinking with. Money ain't everything. Let me tell you something. When you live in a climate-controlled way of life and you need transportation to get around and you order everything online, you've made money everything. There's a lot of people who aren't going to need the vaccine. They're going to live in the woods. They're going to do whatever they're going to do. And they have a very low chance, uh, low probability of coming into contact with COVID. Fine. And good for them. Because they respect the way nature presented itself. But those of us who've been running around and doing these other versions of life, and we interact with so many people on a daily basis. We're so concerned about everybody's business via social media or telling you how you need to live your life and teach your school kids and what your, what do you say, what do you say reparations, restitutions, what your freedoms ought to be. I'm too concerned about who's being held back.
And maybe as a side effect, you're pushing back and saying, hey, wait a minute now. They might have been oppressed, but you're not going to oppress me and make me take a shot. Well, no, we don't have to make you take a shot. But it's not you that ends up paying for it if it goes wrong. And if all of us lived in a cabin together in the middle of the woods, and you decide you're going to sit up at the kitchen table and drink and eat with the door open all night, and bears come in the house. Well, they're going to probably begin in your area of the house and then roam and see what else they want to do. You're opening the door for everybody. And you can say what you need to about your body. and You have the right to screw it up for everybody else. But the only difference between you and the folks who pull off Columbine or Sandy Hook or a variety of other very ugly public mass extinctions is what differentiates yourself. You're not actively fatally affecting other people. Maybe not. Maybe not biologically, but you're doing it economically. As much as the guy down the house, uh, down the, <clears throat> the road from your house, who doesn't clean his yard up, and now his property gets condemned, and it brings down everybody's property value, and it takes all their money, it kills their investment. You're doing the same thing with your body. But people don't think of it that way, do they? They have a hard time with that concept. Lack of education. I've talked about that too many times on this podcast. It is a lack of education. And uh, you can ask me, Michael, you got the vaccine? I have not. I may or may not. I don't, like I said, I don't even know if I have my other things up to date. But I understand it. And all I'm presenting here is an idea and things to think about. I'm just, I, I do not believe that you understand fiscally what it means. And if you want to start talking about it rationally and economically and throw that into the mix so that you have a wholehearted, you know, you can put your whole um, PowerPoint together and give your TED talk about what you think about it, great. But until then, you have a lot of unfinished business. And um, I wish you good luck out there. But at the same time, I'm pretty responsible with my money. I don't live this. You know, the only thing that, will, that affects me out of this um, is uh, the people around me who really like to partake in the economy. And so when you drive up the price of goods and inflation and everything else, it destroys it for the people who participate. Um, in a leisurely way. It makes it more expensive to travel and have vacations and buy frivolous things and do all this stuff. You kill all these fancy little niches to your community. Oh, that little boutique over there. Oh, man, look at that sandwich shop. Oh, look at this. Now you don't have all that frivolous money. Because as you 
destroy the budget and you destroy the economy around you, only the necessities remain, like the people in the woods. You don't believe that. Look at the essential versus non-essential businesses. You make whatever argument you want about how they classify those businesses. But at the end of the day, if you had any fucking sense anyway, you wouldn't be spending all your crazy money on businesses that had been classified non-essential, with or without the label. Those were frivolous things that were not part of necessity. And if you're spending in ways that are not necessary, well, my friend, you just don't understand the basics, do you? And then you really don't even have a leg to stand on. Now, you still have freedom of speech. You still have the right not to get vaccinated and buy handguns if you're not a felon and all that fun stuff. But listening to you and taking your advice, it's not a very good idea. You're uninformed. And the information you do have, you've mutated. So you can't listen to people who are irresponsible with their money and irresponsible with their bodies and treat them as having an equal valid opinion. It's an uninformed opinion. It's bullshit. How should we do this math project, Johnny? Well, here's the guy who understands the order of operations and here's a guy who has no idea. He just guesses when the test is multiple choice. Maybe he makes a decent grade. But when you, when you give it to him in an open format and say, here, this, here's this equation, here is this problem, here is a dilemma facing your household or your community. Where do we start? They don't know where to start because they don't even know what the basics are. They don't even know what the, fund, the, <clears throat> the foundation is, the fundamentals. And it... It worries me to the point that this recording will end and then I'm going to go to work for the day. But uh, I'm worried about you. There's a lot of ways to protect yourself. You do whatever you want about a vaccine. I'm just telling you, you don't know what good information is. And that's what scares the shit out of me. Folks, it's been our pleasure at Michael L. Craver Presents to bring you this fine podcast. Be sure that you like, you subscribe, you leave a review. If you've enjoyed what you had to hear today, you can listen on all your favorite media platforms, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. Tell Alexa to play Michael L. Craver Presents. Take care of yourself out there.